0: it's a brand new year but a very bad time we lost two nfl legends in the span of about seven days and as much as i want to be celebratory about the new year i just can't at least not until we say goodbye ladies and gentlemen welcome to downtown sports i am the mouth of the south john Along with the beast of the East, Jonathan Pariente. This is downtown sports. This is where sports come home. And right now, we got a real sad vibe in this house. It's yeah. just, I, I just, it, it, my childhood is has been like hit. Yeah. Dan Reeves, former coach of the Giants, and then uh, I think the one analyst that taught. Everybody what they knew about football and John Madden. Beast. Yeah. We're gonna What's start going... off with Dan Reeves,
1: because Dan Reeves, I mean, I, I can remember seeing Dan Reeves, not just coaching, but you'd see him on commercials, just like you'd see John Madden. You'd see Dan Reeves on your typical uh yeah, you know, like typical little insurance, maybe a little insurance commercial here and there. You'd see him like on little stuff. Dan Reeves, for those that don't know. Was, for one, a former player, former running back. Played in the 1972 Super Bowl, in which the, Dol- the Cowboys beat the Miami Dolphins. He then, later on, went on to be a coach. Coach for the Giants. Won a Super Bowl with them. He then went on to play in Denver. Helped develop John Elway. Made him the quarterback that he was. He was the only coach, only person... To appear in multiple Super Bowls as a player and a coach. You know, how incredible of company that is. You know, what type of, you know, how hard that is to be a coach and to be a player and to win a Super Bowl multiple times. You know how hard that is? Today's NFL, you can't even do that today in the game anymore. No. All right. He was in nine Super Bowls, third most in NFL history, behind only Bill Belichick, who had 12 and quarterback Tom Brady, who had 10. What people will say about him, and you know what? I can give you one perfect guy to describe Dan Reeves, and that was John Elway himself. According to NPR, and I'm going to read this piece here, this was written by Dustin Jones. Dan Reeves, by the way, died on New Year's Day on January 1st of 2022 to kick off the year. Elway said the the football world lost a heck of a coach and man today in Dan Reeves. With Dan, you knew you were going to be in every game. You always had a chance with him on your sideline. As the head coach, Dan was tough, but fair. I respected him for that. Okay, very nice. Very nice to the point words by Elway. And Dan Reeves was a very offensive-minded coach because he was a running back. Yes, he was. He knew the running game. He knew how to develop running backs. How do you think Terrell Davis became good? Hmm. How do you think Gary Kubiak became good. How do you think John Elway was good? Because Dan Reeves knew the weaknesses in the opposition's defense. He knew the strengths of an opposition's offense. He knew how to make the offense. He knew how to come up with good schemes. And thus, he made these players who they were to this very day. Dan Reeves passed away at the age of 78 of dementia. He survived by his wife, Pam, three children, and his great-grandchildren and grandchildren.
0: And he died in uh, January 1st, he
1: said. On January 1st of 2022. And by the way, in his final in his final time, in his last seven years when he coached, he took the Atlanta Falcons also to a Super Bowl in 1999. Ironically enough, in which John Elway played his last game. Isn't that crazy enough to believe? Talk about how things come full circle.
0: Yep. And yes. now we... Uh... Talk about a guy bought in, born in Austin, Minnesota, whose dad was an auto mechanic. Family moved to California, located south of San Fran, went to Jefferson High School, became a football star in the College of San Mateo. Then he was given a football scholarship to the University of Oregon. Then gets drafted by the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in 1958. But he suffered an injury on his knee in trading camp. His other knee was injured in high school. Ended his playing career without having an opportunity to even get on the field. Sad story, but it has a nice little turnaround. He got hurt in his rookie year, and while he was rehabbing, Norm Van Brocklin would be sitting and watching films and explaining what was happening madden ended up getting a degree in teaching right by the way yes this is john madden i'm talking about here yes he ended up with a degree in education and his love for football molded with his degree in education and i think that's why when you read this that's why he became one of the best analysts in history but before he did that he ended up becoming one of the best coaches in yes. NFL history, a lot of people argue the best overall. Some people, might,
1: some people might say Dan Reeves belonged in that category, too. And, you know, in a way, Reeves did. He won 200. He won over 200 games. And that's there pretty There is no
0: one in the history of football, I believe, with a <gasps> higher win percentage than John Madden. He won the AFL championship. And the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. so two world championships. His uh postseason record was nine and seven, you know, not that great. Yeah, but his overall career record as a coach 112 wins, 39 losses, Mm. and seven ties for a 7 31. A uh, win percentage.
1: I have here uh, 759, which is win percentage here, .759, and a record of 103-32-7 and 32 and seven in the That's regular season. That's his regular season. I have regular, his career yeah. stats. All together. Okay, yeah, including the playoffs. Okay.
0: Including the playoffs, .731 winning percentage. That's
1: pretty incredible.
0: Let's, let, let's see this. Uh,
1: the only one that did better than that was Vince Lombardi.
0: 1969. First in AFL Western Division. Uh, His head coaching record lost to Kansas City in AFL Championship. Uh, He lost to the Colts in AFC Championship. 71. eh, He didn't make the postseason. 72. First in AFC West, lost to Pittsburgh. Uh, First in AFC West, lost to Miami in the AFC Championships. First in AFC West again lost to Pittsburgh in AFC Championship, first in AFC West, lost to Pittsburgh Steelers in AFC Championship, first in AFC West again. Um, Postseason, 3-0, won the Super Bowl. Overall, was a 9-7 and coach in the postseason. And then, by the way, if you think he was done after retiring at the age of 42, you're absolutely wrong, because he went on and did pretty much the best he pretty much became the literal best sports broadcaster for football in history starts off being one of the original color commentators at CBS Sports he then moves on to Fox he then goes to ABC Monday Night Football alongside Al Michaels Oh yeah, he signed for five million bucks from from he got five million dollars a year from twenty twenty two to 2022, 2002 to two thousand and five.
1: He covered sixteen Super Bowls. Yep. Did oh bad. yeah, NBC Sports. Super Bowls.
0: He worked at NBC for those two years. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he retired. Yeah. Um. And then the other legacy of his. There's an entire fleet of NFL football games that were named after John Madden. Yeah. Since, I believe, 1991 or 92. I think about for the past almost 30 years, they've been making these games. How about we go all the way back to 1988?
1: 1988 was, one of the, was like one of the first Madden games. Go all the way back to, ni- to 1988. My goodness, all the way back to 88. And here we are in 2022. There is a whole generation of kids
0: that learned, I think multiple generations of kids actually, that learned about football through watching and listening to John Madden talk about it to playing the video games that were named after him, which, by the way, all of them had were very heavy on player stats, things you could look up, um, you know, what the players' ratings were in terms of like their speed, their strength, all this other stuff, and they were fairly accurate to the actual NFL teams. Those games taught me a lot about football, honestly. At least mm-hmm. schematics and how plays were drawn up and all that other, all that other stuff and other NFL games that came out after that all tried mm-hmm. to imitate that format. But what's the one NFL game you see come out every single year, no matter how many like little
1: offshoot games? It's they're... Madden. It's Madden. That's what you see every year. That Madden. Is the, that is the preeminent brand. Yep. And that's it's really incredible. John Madden
0: is John Madden, and I even said throughout, well, he, he's like a teacher, he's like a teacher. And then when I found out he had a degree in education, no, no wonder he was able to explain football to everybody. The only reason anybody knows what a nickel package versus a dime package is is either one, they played football, or
1: two, they listened to John Madden speak about it. Yeah, I can tell you this when when they wanted to make this video, you know, reality for a video game. Madden wanted the game to be as realistic as possible. Madden insisted on it, realistic as possible when they were designing these games. So that's why the first version really didn't appear until 88. And then once you got to about 1990, that's when you started seeing them pump out Madden games year after year after year. And it's generated over $4 billion in sales as of 2013. you believe that? Since 2013, it's aver- it's been garnering up $4 billion in sales. And they continue to sell over 100 million copies of these games every since the get-go. It's incredible. It, it really is. The impact Madden has had on the game, how you understand the game, how you play the game, how you approach the game, is something that won't be replicated. Tonight, you will see every team, today, it's already been announced, every team is going to honor John Madden today for Week 17. There will be a tribute for all NFL teams in memory of John Madden.
0: Madden died at his home in Pleasanton, California. December 28th, 2021, the age of 85. 85. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, upon his death, said that Madden was football and there will never be another John Madden, and we will forever be indebted to him for all the work he did to make football and the NFL what it is today. John Madden, through his dynamic style on the sideline, was the first NFL coach to really show emotion on the sideline. Guys like Rex Ryan, guys like Bill Parcells, Coughlin, you know, the ones that scream in people's yeah. faces, mm-hmm. they all got that from John Madden because he was the first coach to ever do that. And his style, is now the, his style of coaching is now the pre- predominant style.
1: Even Bill Belichick showed emotion at the passing of Madden. Even Belichick was emotional. That should tell you something of how much the game meant to Belichick as well with that, with Madden, how much it, he meant to Belichick just as well.
0: Now, the only other thing I'll say is think about it this way. Bill Belichick, everybody says he was a coach that harkens back to like the 1960s, right? Well, now he's like an outlier. There is very few coaches that will sit and, you know, stand there and look emotionless on a sideline like Belichick. Everybody else Is now running, screaming, yelling, being emotional, letting emotion take over. John Madden was the first to do that.
1: It showed how much he cared about the game and the players that he had and how he wanted everyone to succeed.
0: He literally set the standard in coaching. And then on top of that, he set the standard on what color commentary in the NFL should be everybody who does color tries their hardest to be as analytical and as explanatory as they can be because they're all trying to be like John Madden. And then to the video game franchise, which we're going to bring on Patrick Hickey Jr. Again, he's the guy who knows more about Madden's legacy in video games and how that really affected the NFL. But let's be real. John, if it wasn't for John Madden, I don't think the NFL would be nearly as popular. Baseball would still be America's number one sport. Mm -hmm. And the NFL would not be where it is today because John Madden was synonymous with the NFL. Whenever you thought about football, just in general, the first thing you're hearing in your head is a John Madden commentary or something of that nature. We all grew
1: up watching that man And now we're going to carry his legacy on And now we're going to carry his legacy going forward I hope the rest of the NFL All coaches are going to continue to carry the legacy That Madden left The game will continue to evolve As it should I'm curious How much more it will evolve In the absence of him Knowing what he brought to this game Rest in peace, John. With that, we're going to take a break. When we come back, our NFL top ten. Back after this. And we're back to downtown sports. I am the Beast of the East, Jonathan Pariente, along with my co-host, the Mouth of the South, John Schiavone. Before we dive into our NFL top 10, Mouth, where can our listeners hear us?
0: Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Bullhorn, PodBay, Listen Notes, Podcast Addict, and Verbal, and, hmm, Castro.fm? Mm-hmm. and stitcher there we go my god 16 so much to memorize 16. 16 i think they're trying i think they're trying to make us play on uh, all those grounded american airlines flights so the passengers won't get upset
1: so oh um
0: uh, seriously i don't know we're, we're everywhere we're in about we got people 18 in countries about 18 we're countries. all over the
1: world yep and 38 states it's incredible yeah, it really is. Um, and we're hoping in. to start 2022, 2022 off with a bang. And we're going to do that here with the first top 10 of 2022 for the NFL. And second to last one that we're going to be giving you because the season is coming to a close. Yep. So uh... let's go right into it. I want to thank Chris DeLarge, by the way, for sending us this top 10. And let's dive into the team that is at number 10. And this is a team that's very lucky right now that it clinched a playoff spot because quite frankly, the way it's been playing for the last number of weeks, it shouldn't be number 10 is the Arizona Cardinals
0: mm-hmm.
1: 10 and five second in the NFC West, but fifth in the NFC playoff picture right now. So they are a wild card, ladies and gentlemen,
0: because San Francisco's still in the top seven of that category, I believe they're right
1: behind them are the Niners. They're right behind the cards,
0: except the Cards. So, the Cardinals are in, the Niners are out. It's impossible for the Niners to pass the Cardinals, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Well, the Cardinals took that very, uh, Cardinals took, sorry. Yeah. The Cardinals took that bad loss to the Colts. The Niners took that bad loss to Tennessee and to make matters worse, just very quickly for the, for the 49ers, they don't have Jimmy Garoppolo going today. Yeah. If I'm, the that's, New York- that's the worst thing you could have imagined if you're right now, if you are the, for the 49ers. It's the best thing you could imagine if you were the Giants mm-hmm. you want to know mm-hmm.
0: why? Let me hear it because I think the Giants can get Jimmy Garoppolo for next to nothing.
1: you really think that's what's going to happen. you really think the Giants are gonna you know they're they've already they've already committed that we're, we're, we're gonna keep Daniel Jones right okay. I mean they're they're gonna they're gonna see what Jones they're, is next year right Yeah,
0: they are but I mean they're um, gonna keep
1: uh they're gonna keep Joe judge right?
0: Maybe you give him a better quarterback than Jones. I mean, how about a guy who could stand in the pocket? How about a guy who understands how to run play action? How about a guy who actually <laughs> wins games when he starts them? You know, doesn't make stupid mistakes. You know, that'd be actually good. Maybe you just bring in Garoppolo to, you know, have some competition and a veteran on the bench next yeah. to Jones. I mean.
1: Right now. 49. Well, right now the Cardinals, let's let's go back to the cards. Yeah. They sit at 10 and 5. At one point they were 10 and 2. They looked yeah. like a lock to win that AF at NFC West. They look like a lock. I told Kyle you Curry's the Rams were going to win that division. I well, told you the Rams were going to win that yeah. division. But the Cardinals also lost a lot of winnable games on that three-game streak. How about losing to the Lions? How about a game you let get away against the Colts? Yep. Those were games right now. If you're looking at the Cardinals and you wonder to yourself. <clears throat> Can the Cardinals ever win big games when they count? Because now, you're, now you have to start kind of – you have to kind of start thinking about that now. Kyler Murray's I know a couple, only a couple years in the league. I get it. But you have to wonder, when you need Kyler Murray to win you important games down the stretch, can he do it?
0: What they need to do is keep Kyler Murray from getting injured in the middle of the season and then having him have to come back and play at only 60 to 70%.
1: I know the Cardinals. Maybe that's been... what
0: maybe that's the formula. Perhaps getting some mm-hmm. offensive linemen that could protect their quarterback.
1: Well, it doesn't help that you're also down Hopkins for the rest of the regular season. That doesn't help. Well, you're yeah, who's Hopkins. he
0: throwing it to? AJ Green, AJ Green. Only receiver Zach Ertz. he's got left. Well, Zach Ertz. Ertz. And Ertz has not no, no, Zach Ertz has
1: been terrible. Zach Ertz has been okay.
0: I mean, not he's perfect. not he, he's
1: not worth as the money they pay him. You're, you have Christian Kirk. I mean, eh, okay. And then you have, you know, then you have Chase Edmonds. Then you got Chase Edmonds running the football for you, and and Chase Edmonds. Well, no, no, no. You have Connor running the football for you, and Chase Edmonds is your best receiver. Well, Chase Edmonds is also your top guy to run the ball with. I mean, at the same time, when he's so, healthy, he does a lot of things. Well, no, yeah, exactly. When he's healthy, is he healthy?
0: He's
1: he's back. He came back just a couple weeks ago, but now he's. But is he badly really injured? Healthy. Yeah, but he's he's a little banged up, obviously. You know, exactly but kind Kyler Murray, too.
0: is he actually
1: healthy? Well, you have to kinda of ask yourself that now, don't we? At, you kinda have then to ask Hopkins yourself those
0: questions. Is out. So their no best three offensive players are in some form of state that is not health. They are not no. healthy, they are not well, they're not playing
1: with all of their skills and abilities. Yeah. And you have to wonder if you're the Cardinals. How much longer can they keep this up? Because I mean, right now the lucky part for the Cardinals is they're even it. That is that they clinched a spot. Normally, if you go on a skid like this, that could prevent a team that was on the verge of locking up a spot from even making it in. You know what? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell
0: you something. If I'm the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray would not see a football field until the first week of the postseason. Neither would Chase Edmonds. I would rest everybody that isn't essential to be out there. At all, like I, if the Cardinals are locked up, they're not going to win the West. I think the Cardinals' best move is to literally give their players the time off they need. Well, they got a tough game today,
1: Dallas Cowboys. That's gonna yeah, be they're fighting today.
0: for playoff positioning. If they lose this game and they go ten and six, it's time for them to just sit the rest <sighs> of their guys and and let them rest and get healthy for the first round of the postseason because the Cardinals are dangerous no matter what yes slot they are in the no postseason let's go to the Kyler team Murray, if Kyler Murray goes off and uh, Chase Edmonds goes off eh, I know we spent a yeah. long time on that the Cardinals let's so the go to Bengals let's go
1: yeah number nine number is nine. the Bengals first in the AFC North third in the AFC and you know what Bengals had their backs against the wall about a few weeks ago they started to Skid a little bit. You kind of got a little worried. The Ravens were going to come back and take that north. That's what everybody I was and thinking.
0: Eagle told you what was going to happen.
1: Yeah, but you still, the Bengals still had to make it happen if they were going to win those games. They had to beat the Ravens, and they did. They beat them twice this year. The, the Bengals bird had to win some important it, games,
0: and it hath
1: happened. If the no. Birdman speaketh, we shall listen. Okay, and you know what? It was right, and I got to give credit to the Bengals. to do. I have to give them credit. Joe Burrow has played exceptionally well. His receivers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. And you know what? Their defense is right up there, ranked third in the NFL. You know what? The Bengals are for real, guys. The Bengals are absolutely for real. And I think they're going to be a team opponents are going to have a hard time with.
0: Let me tell you something um the Bengals to me are like the Colts, are like the Bills, are like the Patriots, are like basically every other team in the AFC except for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um to I'm be like quite secret. honest, it's Kansas City and then it's everybody else.
1: Well, it- we're going to get a little we're going to get a little playoff preview of that today. Burrow Mahomes that will be today's game for these two. Ooh, I'd like to see this, two young quarterbacks, and we really kind of get to see. We've seen the Bengals beat some big teams. We've seen it. Now can they beat one of the biggest crops of them all in Patrick Mahomes? The Chiefs riding an eight-game winning streak.
0: Joe Burrow might be the one quarterback and that that Mahomes has left to play against that could actually beat him.
1: He has the receivers that can beat him. Yeah, he has the receivers at his disposal that can do
0: it, but it's Kansas City's defense that's been winning them these games. Yes. more than more than. But of Mahomes. late, Mahomes has
1: been doing it also. Now, now Mahomes has been kind of getting everything into gear, and and now you're seeing Mahomes do what he does.
0: But after that, for but after like the but the first five or six, the first five games of that streak, honestly, that was all Steve Spagnuolo's defense. Yep. We'll talk about them later. Yeah. Number eight, well, we're about to find
1: out who they, who they are, as the oh. Bengals say, who they. Oh God! Oh <laughs> Number God. eight is New England.
0: Yeah, nine and six,
1: second in the AFC, and now they're sixth in the AFC. Losers
0: of two games in a row, including the Buffalo, including that Not bad loss good. to Buffalo. Mac Jones is starting to look like a rookie again. Well,
1: isn't it incredible how uh, how funny it is when you have to make Mac Jones beat you, right? Isn't it kind of funny how when you have to make Mac Jones throw the football, this is where the problems come from? Yeah. It it really is, right? Yeah, you got back Damian Harris. Okay, great. But uh, you think Buffalo forgot about that loss the last time they played New England? You think they forgot about that game where Mac Jones only threw the ball uh, three three times? times?
0: They heard the obituary. They were
1: like, they didn't know what to do, and at one point Buffalo looked looked so dead. Buffalo looked so dead out of the <laughs> water. New England maybe was going to come back. Now New England is kind of having to fight for their life here. Now I think they're kind of in a fight for their life to hold on to that wild card. Miami Miami's them. right behind them. Miami's right behind them, and they got to play them. There you go. You know how important Miami's going to play Tennessee by the way today. Miami has to win that game, and that's a winnable game at this point. Yeah. Yeah, Miami's going to end the year with New England. Miami's going to end the year with New England. That's how it's that all lining be. up.
0: Let me tell you something. Miami and New England will not both be in the postseason. And both by the, the way, just and so and by, by the way, also- Bill, Belich- Bill Belichick and Matt
1: Jones have played themselves into a week 18 postseason start. Do you know how important it is if Miami were to win? Miami's already beaten New England in their first meeting this year. Miami already beat New England this year to start things off, and Miami's always giving New England a hard time.
0: If Miami beats New England, by the way, instead of getting worse,
1: who was looking better? Yeah. That's not good you, for New England. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, New England has a winnable game today against Jacksonville. They don't beat Jacksonville. Then New England is in absolute trouble.
0: If they don't beat Jacksonville, New England's eight. They're they out. don't make it. And they don't make it. They're out. They don't make it. Here we go. And then they have to beat Miami just to even have a shot at getting in the postseason.
1: There we go. Let's go to the team that's number seven on the top ten. It's the Buffalo Bills. And they Nine deserve and to be down
0: there. They deserve to be down there.
1: Because of that skid they were on it for the They're past too inconsistent.
0: weeks. They're too inconsistent. And Josh Allen is still making turnovers.
1: Well, over the last couple of games, now not as many, but yes, not as
0: many, but they they still they still pop up. But the
1: turnovers are still there. Yes, yes,
0: and and the performances have not been there for him as they were last season. He's I'm not saying he's regressed, but it's like the same idea as Patrick Mahomes. Well, you're kind of comparing
1: Josh Allen to other versions of himself at this point. The problem Buffalo doesn't really have a consistent running game. So when you don't have a consistent running game, Uh,
0: can I then Josh Josh Allen has to do that himself? Give me like, a, you could go ahead and keep talking about how inconsistent that running game is.
1: It has been inconsistent. Going. If Josh Allen's not running the football, who's your running back? Single Terry? Ah, finally, he started to wake up a bit today. He finally has been starting to carry the ball a little better, but up until that point, who's been your running back? Matt Breida? Isaiah McKenzie? Those aren't really threatening names at the running back position. No, no. Your running back has had to be your quarterback. Josh Allen has had to take on the role of being the running back for the most part. Why do you think half the time he's leading the team in rushing yards? You ever you know it, it's just funny kind of how you look at it that how how I look at it and and you wonder why Buffalo has been up and down. Well there you go. If you well, don't have a solid <laughs> running game to go along with the with the throw with the passing of your quarterback there's you're going to be your turnovers. There's going
0: 146 attempts, 672 yards, averages 4.6 yards per carry.
1: Okay.
0: Josh Allen, um, 102 attempts, 619 yards, averaging 6.1 yards per carry. You would expect you that go. out of a quarterback.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Zach Moss, who hasn't played every single game, 80 on 86 attempts, only about 300 yards, averaging three and a half yards. No. Brita, uh, you talk about Brita. He literally, had tw- he's literally only run the ball about 26 times. At a 26 times run of the ball, he gained 125 yards, and average of about
1: five yards per carry. That's about what you make in one game. That's roughly about a, a one game total right there. Yeah. And you see my, and you see my problem, right? And you see my argument right there. There it oh. is right there. W- why do I see an argument when you have literally about 1800 yards in rushing in 15 games? Yeah, but the bulk of them have come from Josh Allen, not from the other pieces of your running game that should be taking that pressure off Josh of Allen.
0: Josh Allen has been literally, yes, he has. The only reason he's run the ball more times
1: than Zach Moss is because Zach Moss was missed four games. Okay, but why can't the other running backs pick up the slack for him? They did. Mm-hmm. That's how Matt Breida got 26 carries. Of late, yes. Of late, now we're starting to see the running game starting to do things, and I hope it keeps, I hope that things. keeps up. They're
0: doing a. They're not doing badly. They, not badly for the attempts that they are getting. They're averaging, uh, as a whole, over four
1: yards per carry. Okay, that's very solid. That's great. That's more than solid, but yet. Why was Buffalo inconsistent? Why is Buffalo all the way down at seven? Because their defense uh, gives up big plays and their quarterback freaking through. Allen hurt himself with interceptions, yes. Allen at times has been getting a little too greedy, and then he turns over the football or fumbles. Oh, yeah, and and five fumbles and two of them lost.
0: Devin Singletary hasn't lost a fumble. Zach Moss hasn't lost
1: a fumble. Well then I think maybe it's time to start putting the ball in their hands a little bit more and not making Allen do it all. Well, in the last few games, you're starting to see things like that. And I hope that keeps up. If you're a Buffalo fan, you hope that keeps up.
0: Yeah. So guess what? You need to kill that stupid ass narrative that their running game ain't good. I'm sick of that. It's a cliche, stupid line that everybody uses. And we're not going to use cliche, stupid lines that
1: everybody else uses. I'm sorry. I'm going to call that crap out every single time. All right. Next. Well, then let's see Buffalo. Win. Number five. I'm oh, sorry. Number six. Excuse me. Number six, Indianapolis, second in the AFC South, fifth in the AFC. Good news for the Colts today. Carson Wentz passed his recent evaluation for COVID and he will play today. That's huge because you need Carson Wentz. Well, Carson Wentz passed his medical check and he will start Great. today. And Indy's going to need that game today. It's a big game for Indy. You're going to get the <clears throat> Vegas Raiders. You're going to play with the Raiders and possibly a chance to knock them out of the playoff picture completely.
0: Yeah, uh, if you are, if, if the Raiders are one of the teams that are a game behind you.
1: They're eight and seven, and they could and they'll pass, pass the you, and they'll pass you if they beat you. Yeah. So Carson Wentz will play. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor has been. Leading all running backs in the NFL this year, top running back in the league. And if Jonathan Taylor does what he does, I think the Colts will be fine. And the Colts have proven they can beat top dog teams; they've beaten them all this year. They've beaten Patrick Mahomes. They have matched Tom Brady almost to the very end. So they've beaten the Titans. They they know how to win. The Colts know how to win games. And By the way, they're going it's- to be dangerous
0: conspicuous by their absence on this top 10 are the Tennessee Titans first place in the AFC South.
1: Mm. Yeah. Conspicuous
0: by their absence. Mm.
1: There's a couple, I other guess, teams Chris is pre- to not see.
0: I guess, uh, I guess, I guess that tells you what Chris thinks is going to happen with this Miami game about to happen.
1: Well, we will find that out. These are big games. As I said, starting in a matter of 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. As we record this, we're 20 minutes away from game time.
1: Well, let's see if the Colts can put the final nail in the Raiders' coffin.
0: I think they will. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Number five on our top ten. Watch that be wrong and everybody laugh at us. Well, well, think about it. The Raiders are going to play with a little chip on their shoulder we just mentioned about the passing of John Madden. They're going to play with an extra giddy-up to their game today. I can see it. Number five on our top ten, Dallas Cowboys. They have clinched the NFC East. They're sick. They have clinched the NFC East. Right now, they're second altogether in the NFC conference as far as maybe getting a first round bye. They're 11 and four right now.
0: And everybody talks about Dallas as if they are just a foregone conclusion to lose in the postseason how many articles have I read about Dak Prescott's not the guy and they'll never win the Super Bowl with Dak mm-hmm. Prescott and Dak Prescott's regressed and Ezekiel Elliott's no good. and
1: I've seen something different with the Cowboys this year. I, I I'm I kind of feel like I'm seeing a different team than what I've seen in the past few years.
0: I understand. I no, I'm not saying you are. What I'm saying is this is another team that the uh, NFL sports media has just decided to completely rag on. Now, do I believe that their 11 and four means as much as let's say uh, Kansas City? No um, mainly because they get to play the Giants, the Washington football team and the Eagles all twice. They get to play six games against three of the uh, lower echelon teams in the NFL. Dall- hey, AKA, meaning, Dallas has probably the easiest – six of the easiest possible attempts at a win that they could have to get to that 11-4 and four record. I believe they haven't lost a game in the division as of yet, except to Philly.
1: Yeah, they blew Washington. They beat Washington in both meetings this year. They beat the Giants in both meetings this year, so 4-0 and right there. And then finally the Eagles – they won that previous meeting with the Eagles and they're going to finish the year with the Eagles. So they're five and zero right now in the, in the NFC East five. So that's why
0: everybody keeps panning Dallas, but. I, I, they beat
1: some top teams to get here though. They had to beat some tough teams. It's yeah. not like they were easy games. They had to beat some tough ones. I mean, five of those 11 were simple. They had that, you know, they, they put up a fight against, against Tampa Bay to start the year. Don't forget that game. That was one of the best games to start the season off. They gave Brady a run for his money yes yep. came up short they beat justin herbert okay you beat kirk cousins okay that's
0: not a, neither of those are top eh, teams
1: well you know vikings are fighting for a playoff spot so i kind of consider them a, a you know a, a a decent team that they've beaten this year
0: i think the vikings have played way above their station this season and they're a terrible team <laughs> no so, delvin cook no hope kirk cousins isn't getting it done
1: Right now, Kirk Cousins is not even going to play today. He's out with COVID, so no Kirk Cousins today. So no Adam Thielen. He's on IR.
0: Well, <laughs> anyway. Dalvin Cook
1: will play. But yeah, anyways, back to to Dallas. And you have to wonder now, Dallas. All right, let's say they win out the remaining games of their schedule. How deep can they go in the playoffs?
0: I mean, that's going the, to be up
1: to Dak Prescott.
0: Their best chance is to somehow overtake Green Bay. They have to somehow overtake the team that has been pretty much in control of the NFL. Number four.
1: Yep. I think we we just mentioned them.
0: The Bucs. Tampa Bay.
1: Tampa Bay is number four. The
0: defending Super Bowl champions are 11 and four. They are the NFC South champions.
1: But they're fourth in the NFC because, again, they lost to a few teams that are ahead of them. And Green Bay is still right there on the top of the NFC ranks. You have to wonder if you're Tampa Bay and they are playing banged up. Pieces of their defense are hurt. Still, no Leonard Fournette. Mike Evans will play today. That's a big relief. If you're Brady, you'll get you'll get one of your receivers back. No
0: Leonard Fournette puts them below the Cowboys in my in my opinion. No Leonard, no Leonard Fournette, Fournette means uh, Tampa Bay five, Dallas four in my humble opinion. You know, Tom I'm not Brady's the stat Dallas guys. Ravens. I don't come up with this.
1: Well, Tampa Bay's playing the Jets today. They're playing the Jets.
0: Oh, well, then there you go.
1: They're going to be talking for. This should be an easy. Well, if you're Tampa Bay, this should be easy. Should be. But still, the Buccaneers, even with the pieces hurt, you still have Tom Brady. And as long as you have Brady, you feel like you're never out of a game. And Brady just loves
0: to tear apart the Jets. It was his favorite pastime. He would, like, every time it was a Jet game, he'd be like... I think it's a beautiful morning to be alive. I get to play the Jets. And he would like dance around and sing. Giselle mm. would join him in the mornings. Like he'll have that. uh, You know how like Rocky had that robot in the movie. He'll bring Tom Brady his coffee in the morning and his vegan
1: mm. breakfast mm.
0: salad. Yeah. So he could run out and go beat the hell out of the Jets. It's one of his favorite pastimes. You know, he hasn't been able to do her over the past couple of years. Yeah. Tom's well, gonna be so happy. He's gonna have
1: so much fun. Well, definitely will. For his sake, he will. So, and you and even better, you end the year against Carolina. Ah! You're gonna end the year against Carolina. So that should be four. That should be an easy 13-4. The question is though, are the Bucs gonna climb any higher in that NFC conference? You'd need Green Bay to lose a game or two. And I'm not you sure if that's Green going Bay, to likely you happen. You need
0: Dallas. You need the and the Rams. By the you way, the Rams. Who's number three? It's the LA Rams. The Rams third, are number three. Third in the NFC. They are the leaders in the NFC West. Yeah. They have they are the one but team in the NFC to not clinch their division as of yet. Well, here's the
1: key ingredient also. They beat Tampa Bay. There's the key ingredient right there. They've beaten the Bucks. Yep and that right and there Stafford played better than Brady that game yeah and that right there could be the difference in are the bucks going to climb any higher and i don't think they're going to the i think rams, it's a,
0: i think it's a tie between Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford who's the best quarterback in the nfc right now
1: well you've seen the rams we've all seen how well the rams defense is we have seen how well this rams team has bounced back from a cooper little bit of a rough patch they have. cooper cup cooper cup guys they
0: had to adjust the life without robert woods they had to adjust the life without That guy in the slot. And guess what? Cooper Cup's been the guy. He's, by the way, he's gone into the slot. And so is Odell Beckham. He's played out of the slot.
1: And you know it's even scary with the Rams. They're about to get Cam Akers back. Cam Akers is on his way back. And if he comes
0: back, the LA Rams instantly become the favorites to win the Super Bowl. The only reason they have four losses is because Matthew Stafford didn't have a reliable enough running game to balance him out to run play action. Cam Akers comes back. Oh my God. As long as he hasn't lost a step.
1: And you already have Sony Michelle carrying the load at running back without even Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson's on IR right now. Imagine when all three of them are playing.
0: That's going to be crazy.
1: That's going to be your earth, wind, and fire at running back. You'll have an earth, wind, and fire combination at the running back position.
0: Sonny Michelle will actually be able to handle goal line situations then. That's what what he'll be used for. Yeah. He'll be at the goal line getting the touchdowns while Cam Akers is going to rush for 150 yards.
1: The Rams have all the pieces at their disposal if they're going to win the whole thing. They have all the pieces. Now it's getting there. Now it's going to be getting there. Let's go to the team. Yep, number two, and this what? team actually moved down. What? Green Bay is number two on the top ten now. Can no, it? that's a lie. That's well, bull you know, crap. Chris put them at number one for the past couple of weeks, and rightfully so. I'm they should saying... still be there. Hmm, well, I mean, you know, Green Bay has continued to play well. I'm going to not lie to you, though. That Browns game for me was a little too close for my taste as far as uh, a game Green Bay should have. Uh, the Browns have a good defense. Yeah, but like I know, but Green Bay could have, you know, put that game away a few times and you know, they kind of let the Browns hang around and
0: Or the Browns defense just played a good game. I mean <laughs> I don't you know, know what, what else to say but about it. But you know
1: what? Listen, I mean The
0: Browns are one of the top defenses in the NFL. The good news and is they're so the and yet
1: and yet the Browns are sitting outside the playoff picture right now. That's because they have a
0: terrible uh Terrible, terrible um, quarterback what? situation going on right there.
1: Oh, I thought Baker Mayfield was their guy, right? You know, this is uh, everybody went crazy for Baker. It was Baker mania all throughout hey, Cleveland. You know what
0: though? If Cleveland don't want him, what well, I'll give you, Daniel Jones, yo, yo, I'll trade that. I'll, I'll take Baker Mayfield for a couple of years. <laughs> well anything better was, than what
1: i've got right now baker was coming off his worst game four interceptions i mean that's I mean, not acceptable not acceptable it is
0: it isn't acceptable case Keen- every time case keenum has played he's played better than um baker mayfield this season well i think case keenum could very well become the cleveland starter
1: well cleveland is going to have is basically now in a this is it for our season if we don't do yeah, it well they're screwed they're anyway. playing they're playing the steelers all right, but anyway, anyway but that Bay. Browns
0: game was too close for, for comfort. But here's maybe the, that's it, why
1: they moved down. That's probably no, why they dropped. No,
0: it's because Chris hates the Packers. We've proven this all year long. Honestly, since week six, the Packers should have been on top. All right. Well, here's my advice for Green we, Bay. St- but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not just the offense. Their defense. Can you finally admit it, John? Their defense is good. I've
1: I've I've seen it. Their defense can. Their defense can force takeaways.
0: They're better than good.
1: They're elite. I believe
0: they are one of the top three, top like five defenses in the league. Well, and the with way the, they... uh, and with an offense that they have, with the offense they have to go with it. I, I, right. I don't show me the team that's going to beat them in the Super Bowl, because well, I don't think any of these other teams in the nfc are getting there when i see if, the matchup for example match with tampa bay that'll be interesting but anyway go ahead well yeah. actually the matchup with the rams will be even better they be even better can too. It Should be great it should be great. i think the packers are the best team in the nfl because of the fact when they played
1: a lot of these teams that we're talking about underneath them they won well now all green bay needs to do basically they went out the rest of their schedule they lock up home field advantage. They lock up the first round by the only at only one NFL team is going to be allowed to have, only one seed will get the first round by this year. And I'll playoffs.
0: tell you, d- the one team that needs it out of this uh, bunch of it's teams that are twelve and three and uh, eleven and four. No, it's not Green Bay.
1: Uh, the the Green Bay that- needs it. Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Aaron Rodgers is battling a toe that's getting worse with each d- game that he plays.
0: No, the Dallas Cowboys need it because that stadium is an advantage in and of itself, and Dak Prescott doesn't seem to play well outside of it.
1: Right now, Dallas. Is five. Dallas is, oh, sorry, not five, excuse me. They're second in the NFC. Yes. Yeah, they're second. So they're second. if the Packers foul up. If they foul up, that's going to be Dallas goes ahead. Here's the thing though now. Green Bay's playing a Kirk cousins Vikings team tonight. No Kirk Cousins. Vikings have no chance. And number one for the first time all season
0: long. Well,
1: for Kansas City. And you know what? They're the hottest team in the league right now. They no, they're the, the hottest, hottest team in the league. AFC. I I think they're, they've they won eight in a row. They were three and four when we last saw them. They're 11 and four now. Yes, Miami has won eight in a row, too. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm not disagreeing with you that on Miami. But, sorry, that they've won seven in a row. The Miami, Packers still, are. <laughs> the Packers are right there with them. Yeah, they are right there with them. Yes. But Kansas City, if you haven't watched Patrick Mahomes over the last couple of weeks, and I was I was criticizing Mahomes. I was because Mahomes didn't look like himself for about five or six weeks into the season. He did not look right, and I was concerned. But now you've started to see Mahomes that we all remember. Back to the Mahomes that blows teams away, a guy that can go off for over 300 yards, that can throw those bombs, that can get his
0: receivers open when he has to. The difference is Aaron Rodgers does the same thing, and he's been doing it a little bit longer. He has more poise in the pocket than Mahomes Patrick does. Mahomes.
1: Oh, oh, and man, i think if mahomes right.
0: goes against a defense that could rattle him he has the ability to uh fall apart a little bit Ask Tampa once Bay. again once again just going to say this straight away mahomes is a young kid he's still not like a grizzled veteran he's not 7 years into the oh. league
1: yet no he's only been in the, he's been in the league for like Five years. That's it. He's only been in the league five six years. He's been in the league five six years. How long? Have, how many years of those has he been starting? Remember, he sat that first year when he got drafted. He sat behind Alex Smith, and then eventually took over the next year in twenty seventeen.
0: So we're talking about a period of uh, about
1: four years as a starter. Yes, but he already has won a Super Bowl under his belt. He's already gotten the Chiefs to two Super Bowls out of it in a short amount of time. He's only 26. I know. The only he's thing only I'm 26. saying is
0: he's young. Meanwhile, I think Aaron Rodgers understands his window's closing. I think the Packers are the best team in the NFL. They have an 800 winning percentage. 0. 0.8. Literally 0. 0.8. They're 7-0 at home. They've only lost on the road. If the Packers get that first round by and the uh, NFC goes through Green Bay.
1: I want to make a little correction on something. A yeah, foregone 17, conclusion. I want to make a little correction. Mahomes was drafted in 17. He started in 2018. So he's only really got about three, almost full, going on four years under his belt now as a quarterback. But look what he's done in that short amount of time. And do you know what? They're talking... About him,
0: like he's an elite quarterback, and they're talking about Daniel Jones, like he's still a work in progress. They've already
1: locked. They've already locked up Mahomes for five hundred and three million dollars for ten years. Yeah, the Chiefs have already locked him up to a, one of the longest term contracts in sports that you'll ever see.
0: You see, if if, if, if this is uh, the example. New York Giants fans who think Daniel Jones is the guy. Daniel Jones was the guy we wouldn't be discussing. Is he going to come back along with the coach next year? We would be discussing how big Daniel Jones's contract was going to be. Right now we're discussing, should we not, or should we not draft Matt Coral? So anybody in New York who thinks they have their franchise guy, look at where your career is supposed to be in four years. If you're a franchise player, versus where your career is now, Daniel.
1: Well Jones. Matt Cor- Well, Matt Coral just got hurt and he was out. He had to come out yesterday. He was sport of this team. He came out on crutches yesterday. And got and drew a big applause from the crowd. But Matt Coral Yeah, is that's the kind him. of that's the kind of heart
0: we haven't seen from Daniel Jones.
1: Yeah. He suffered that to a-
0: me if he's healthy enough to play and whatever else. Hell if I were the Giants and people sour on that guy. Take the take really good players with their first two picks, wait till round two and grab Matt Coral.
1: Yeah. Well, Matt Coral had a leg injury during the Sugar Bowl. And will be out, obviously, now for at least a little while. And it will start to maybe affect him in the draft. Will teams want to make a move at him?
0: We'll I, see about that. What I'm hoping is no so that the Giants could poach him in round two. No.
1: That would Let's be see great. See what happens. But with that, it's going to wrap up our top ten want to thank Chris for sending it. We're just minutes away from week 17 underway. We're just four minutes away from the second to last week of the NFL season. More playoff spots are on the verge of being locked up. Possibly some seeds could jump, move. We could still see some teams get bounced out. And we're going to find out eventually, possibly we'll know even more by the end of today, who's in and and uh, out.
0: And I'll outline all of that for you, at least in the NFC coming up after this uh, release. But when we come back, Mm -hmm. do you remember that rant I did about, I don't know, the second week of the preseason where uh, Mm. Crystal large gave me his top 10 teams of the preseason. And then uh, our producer girl Friday, Came up with her preseason top 10. Now, what she's done is she has uh, given us an update on. She gave us that exact top 10 back with an update as to how these teams were actually doing.
1: And we're going to go right through that preseason piece on the other side of this. We'll be back right after this.
0: It's mouth. It's beast. It's downtown sports. We're back. You know where to hear us. We'll let you know at the end of this segment, but we got to do this really, really quickly because beast, you won't, you won't believe this.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I won't believe it.
0: No, you won't. Cause uh, y- do you remember that preseason top 10 that she made of uh, who were the best teams in the preseason? You yes, thought I thought it was a little weird. You were like, what do you mean? This team isn't a top team. This team isn't even going to finish uh, anywhere well, near the postseason. That one, no. We but all had our expectations did. at one point. We all had expectations, right? But what Girl Friday did was she took the preseason. Now, everybody says the preseason doesn't matter, right? So yep. here's a little experiment that we performed. Does the preseason actually matter? Yeah. So. When Girl Friday put together her top 10 teams in the preseason at that point, it was due to statistics wins. uh Who's performing the best. All of that type of stuff mm-hmm. went into it. She yep. treated it like we would treat a regular NFL game. Meanwhile, everybody just watches the preseason and says it doesn't matter. Let, let's see how much uh, preseason performance matters. Okay. Our number 10 team in the, uh, Preseason top 10 was the Pittsburgh Steelers, who nobody hmm. thought was going to be any sort of good. Yeah. And this year and they've shocked the world and they are now a seven loss team only with a draw headed in. Yeah. Going into
1: uh the second to last uh, game of the year. And very likelihood as well, Big Ben is playing his final game in Pittsburgh. This is going to be it for Big Ben. Unless they make the postseason somehow. Well, if they make it, but right now The odds for the Steelers don't look very good They had that bad loss to Patrick Mahomes last week mm-hmm. And I think that might have been the final Nail for them But we'll see, I've been wrong We'll see what the Steelers are all about But they, but it's really Did incredible. you expect
0: Pittsburgh to actually Even be in this position? I don't think anybody did
1: No, I, I thought the Steelers would be A little better than what they are Than what they ended up putting up on the field this year I thought maybe the Steelers were going to be little higher up on the AFC North, but to see oh, the way they're going to
0: be worse, year, actually. Shocking.
1: Well, you know, Big Ben, as long as Big Ben was around, you you like their chances. But now it's very clear Pittsburgh needs a quarterback next it's year. It's
0: Najee Harris's team. That's the yeah, one good thing is back. Najee Harris is, is to, has established himself as that next great running back. The number nine team that she had on this uh, preseason Yep. was the Vegas Raiders mm. and they're an eight well, and seven team and nobody thought they were going to be
1: here mm-hmm. at all. I thought mm-hmm. the Raiders were going to be like a 11 or 12 loss team. Yeah. And early on, they started off good. They were starting off well, they, but then injuries happened injuries more like the yeah. court
0: system police.
1: Uh, yeah. Guns, uh, yeah. The whole rogues incident. Yeah. With Arnett. Yes. And then and on top of that, coach, uh, sending
0: the naked photos of the fired. cheerleaders.
1: Yeah. Scandals, injuries, a combination of all those things. And they're still in position to make the postseason. Well, now with the passing of Madden, they might have a little extra. They might now play with an extra purpose now.
0: How many times are the Ra- is the Raiders organization going to get kicked in the NADS this season?
1: They've had a lot of things thrown at them. Not to mention they're playing without Darren Waller. For the third straight game. Yeah, Monroe is not. Boston uh, Monroe can only give you so much as a tight end. and Monroe is again, not that good. Yeah, again, running game got hurt. Kenyon Drake out for the year. Derek Carr has not been consistent.
0: Well, Derek Carr lost his weapons. Yeah,
1: that didn't help.
0: No. <laughs>
1: but the Raiders are going to have to. He was find having a way. one of the
0: best throwing seasons. Actually,
1: this season still is. Uh, Really good season for Carr, one of his best in a while. Yeah, and yet it still might not be enough to get the Raiders in. It still might not be enough. Unless they win tonight, it might not be enough. Let's go to the next team. That was number eight on the preseason top 10. And it was the Indianapolis Colts. And you know what? The Colts now are nine and six. Wasn't sure about the Colts. and John, maybe you can agree with me or not. Were you sure about, did you think the Colts were going to be in the position they're in now? From what you I saw thought preseason? Carson
0: Wentz was a downgrade to Philip Rivers. That's been shown to be true. The emergence of Jonathan Taylor is what really set it off. And in fact, when she put them as seven, I remember a lot of the notes that she wrote and she just put in big letters, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> so, um, well,
1: she knew something about Jonathan Taylor that probably we all didn't know.
0: And the Colts have way overperformed the number six team. She really got this wrong. Uh, it got wasn't that she got it wrong, it's just, uh, you know, th- this is the one place where you could say preseason didn't preseason performance didn't matter, and that was the Houston Texans.
1: Yeah, well, Deshaun Watson, the whole no, Deshaun
0: Watson. I mean, Mills didn't look bad in the preseason, you know what? Now, and you know what's kind of, I think of been, she is, but I think it was assumed that Trevor Simeon was going to start every game. I think if Trevor Simeon started every game. They could be a seven and seven team. They could be a eight and seven team. You know what's funny about it? Quarterback play.
1: And you know, what's funny. We're starting to see maybe the emergence of the potential of Davis Mills. We're actually starting to see what he can do. And maybe when all this is said and done, maybe the Texans did find their quarterback after all. And maybe this is the guy that can replace Deshaun Watson.
0: Well, maybe this least, will
1: officially tell the Texans it's time to move on. At least it's an
0: interesting story, but the Texans did definitely yeah. did not uh, go yeah. where uh, they went four and eleven.
1: They went four and eleven. So far, right there, the and the,
0: the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised she had him only at six. Well, they that was because of their deal.
0: performance in the preseason. So that kind of right. showed you that Pat Mahomes wasn't right,
1: and in the midway portion of the season he wasn't and the Kansas City Chiefs are very lucky they didn't lose a single game during that stretch yeah their defense really helped carry this team for the past seven eight weeks during Mahomes' struggles and their defense was actually one of the top played
0: very very well in the preseason a lot of people didn't take much stock into that
1: but but now they've gotten their key pieces back Steve Spagnuolo at the helm and look at Kansas City now; they look like the most, the most dangerous team in the league right now. In the here's AFC. another surprise team. Yep, the next one up, the Chargers. Mm. And yet, they started off strong. They were they were playing well. I like Justin Herbert. I think he's got potential, no doubt. I think about just, it.
0: Potential. I think Justin Herbert is going to be. He's going to be a super stud. There, there's going to. You there's your quarterback rivalry for the next ten years, Herbert versus Mahomes. There yeah. it is.
1: Well, and yes, Herbert did beat Mahomes this year. I'll give him credit. Herbert also, did beat him. New this York year.
0: Giants, New York Giants. Uh, just j- just just letting you know, that's what a quarterback is supposed to do. Jets, Jets. Uh, just just letting you know, in year two of Zach Wilson's development, if he's not doing
1: this, you don't have the guy. Well, I'm happy to say, I think Just saying the, I'm happy to say, though, I think in Jet Nation, at least for the, the players, they're starting to see Zach Wilson emerging. Maybe we don't see it yet, but Zach Wilson is starting to show you something. If somebody's career doesn't start,
0: if somebody's career starts off this terribly, um, they generally don't go above that too
1: much. It depends how you progress throughout that rookie season. Not every rookie is going to be perfect right Zach off Zach
0: Wilson had a worse rookie season than Daniel Jones.
1: He just beat Trevor Lawrence. So he beat Trevor what? Lawrence. So did beat... everybody else. Okay, but you know, for Zach Wilson, this was a bigger thing because he was drafted behind Lawrence and everybody thought, oh, Lawrence was going to be, oh, this is something the Jets should have had. They didn't take him. They ended up taking Zach Wilson and everybody was going to criticize it. What, what, nobody criticized Justin the
0: Jets Wilson... for taking him.
1: Well, because, you know, because the Jets shouldn't have lost that extra game. They, they shouldn't have. They should have won that extra game, Then they would have had Lawrence.
0: Yeah, that was Adam Gase's final FU to the Jets Thank as he walked out the door.
1: And yet, Zach Wilson came out and beat Lawrence, and he didn't but, even do it with his arm. He beat him with his it legs. Ma-
0: Doesn't matter. With his legs. Doesn't anyway, matter. Yeah. Okay, so but, yeah. the Chargers, 8-7, and seven, I mean. But then the Chargers showed did. you everything. They ended up yeah, being but,
1: good. Nobody, but not no, good enough. That's the problem. Yeah. The Chargers, we don't know. We'll see if they make the postseason. The Chargers are always this team that you never can trust them. They, they start off either terrible and then they rally, or then when they start off good, then they play terrible and then they lose games they shouldn't lose, like to the Texans last week. Mm. And that might have been the one that prevents the Chargers from getting in.
0: However, they can, are still in good position. Out. The other team uh, that she had ahead of the Chargers was the Broncos. Now, mm. considering Broncos. their preseason performance into their regular season, nobody ever thought that the Broncos were even going to, you know, even have a 500 team. They right. were just waiting for the Broncos to draft their next quarterback next year.
1: The Broncos started off slowly. Actually, no, they started off strong, 3-0. and then,
0: then they happened- lost three in a row. And they've been going back and forth, win a game, lose a game, win one, lose a couple, win a couple. They've been what you would call inconsistent, but we thought the Denver Broncos were going to be consistent. All right. Consistently in the toilet. Yeah. So their strong preseason performance tell really did project that they were going to be a factor and they have been. They did a factor in this AFC West. They've, uh, beaten some teams that they really honestly shouldn't have beaten at the level that they're at. Um, they've uh, thrown a, while they might not make the postseason, they've thrown a very good monkey wrench into a lot of teams chances.
1: Well, unfortunately been that reason- team
0: that a lot of people uh, overlook and then get beaten by
1: problem is their receivers never took off. Teddy Bridgewater got hurt and the Broncos. Drew Lock is terrible. Drew Lock's <laughs> not good enough. They need a quarterback. Denver needs to draft a good quarterback, and uh, they might. They need. They one. might. I, I they think need that to. kid from Pittsburgh is going to be a Bronco next year. I hope so. If you're Denver, you really hope so. Let's go to the third team on the preseason: Baltimore Ravens, and it's really incredible how far the Ravens fell. This is a team that always makes the playoffs every year, right? I mean, they this still is a team might. That, well. I have some bad news. They're playing the Rams today. They're playing LA. That
0: defense, still no whole, the defense is really good at takeaways. Remember Stafford's pick prone.
1: The Ravens defense over the last few weeks has just not been good. It, it's been bad. I mean, bad, bad. Have you watched? Did you see how badly the Ravens got chewed up by Joe Burrow? Yeah, I saw
0: it. Yeah, I saw your, uh, I saw the, your, when, when the Ravens were starting for you on your, in your fantasy team, I, I, I saw what happened. Yeah, no, it wasn't
1: good. Yeah. And I have not started the Ravens D for the last couple of weeks. In fact, I have the Rams defense going today. Hmm. I was able to grab the Rams D. Isn't that crazy? But anyways, the Ravens, what was expected of them? You know, they're always been, they've always been a well fundamentally put together football team. They know how to win games. They, you know, John Harbaugh always does what he does. Lamar Jackson, though is out again for the third straight week. Again, Tyler Huntley has to start quarterback today.
0: Well, here's the reason why they're losing games. Well,
1: Lamar Jackson's been hurt, yes. But again, Lamar Jackson has had his up-and-down type games. He's played good or he plays terrible. And the running game got really badly hurt for the Ravens. They lost all their running backs to injury this Every year. No Dobbins. Last no Gus once. Edwards. They've had to, literally, they had to literally pick up running backs off the scrap heap in Devontae Freeman and Latavius Murray. Well, Devontae Freeman and Latavius Murray is not a
0: bad running back.
1: They've us. done good.
0: They 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 did great. They were very solid. I'm to not me, denying that. Not solid. Freeman's been
1: better than solid. I think Freeman has pretty much played himself back into the NFL. Yeah. But the rest of their core has has not stepped up like we would have thought. You know, Mark Andrews has been good, but where's Hollywood Brown? Been? Yeah. Yeah. Where is Hollywood what happened Brown? To
0: him? Seriously, for the first six, seven weeks of the season, Hollywood Brown was getting 14 fantasy points. Then when I needed him to get the points the most, five points, six points, five points, I could have started so many other people over
1: him. The fact that I lost Robert Woods, though, really killed my fantasy season. Oh, it's a big killer, 100%. And that's really the story right now. And that's why the Ravens are literally dangling by a thread if they're going to make it. Well, they may or may not. And they're playing the Rams today. I don't think they they this could be what ends their season. I think so. But Sadly they were a factor, so All right. The number 2 team on her preseason list was the Bills. All right. Well, you know, Buffalo was coming off a very strong season the previous year. They took that bad loss in the AFC Championship game to Patrick Mahomes and and, and you know, Buffalo, I don't feel in the beginning. Buffalo, I don't think Buffalo has quite recovered from that loss. Do you think so? Do you think they've recovered from that loss? Not yet.
0: Because no. they, because it wasn't that the Chiefs beat them, it's that they beat themselves. Bills beat now themselves in that game.
1: Well, I'm going to be curious if Buffalo and Kansas City match up in the playoffs. I'm going to be very curious to see if Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen will happen again. We already did see it earlier in the year. Yes. But oh. in a playoff game where it really counts, can Josh Allen finally beat the guy that beat him last year? Well, here's the thing:
0: the number one team on this list, and uh, yep, this is the one that every that <laughs> a lot of people no. said to me, "No, the kid, they're not. How could they be the top of anything or anything even on this list? they're, they're terrible. They're this. No. They're not going to do well. They're going to be a 500 team. At, they're going to be a below 500 team." Mm-hmm. And the New England Patriots are right up there. Yeah. Um, letting go of Cam Newton and starting the kid, Mac Jones, was honestly the best thing for the team. Yep. You have uh, a very good running back core, which nobody expected to be as good as they were in Ramondre Stevenson and Harris. Yep. Mm, and that defense is still top-notch it's still elite remember belichick was a defensive coordinator the new england defense every single year has always been a good defense i really don't remember a year since belichick's become coach that the new england defense was just bad i remember them having maybe middle of the road defenses but never bad this new england patriots defense that we've got that we see this season is uh that's that's a doozy to deal with
1: well, we'll be very interesting to see. And New England right now has to fight for their playoff life right now as well. They do. They're barely hanging on and they need to win their game today. And they need to definitely win their game next week. So why did we go over this?
0: I'll tell you. There was quite a few teams on this list that nobody expected to do anything, any sort of good. The Raiders, nobody expected anything out of that team at all. The Colts, they expected them to maybe be a 500 team with Carson Wentz at the helm. Nobody thought the Chargers would be where they are. Um, Nobody thought the Broncos would even have an impact whatsoever. And nobody thought that the New England Patriots would be not just fighting for a playoff spot for, for a few weeks there. A lot of people considered them the best team in the NFL, and they still might just be. I mean, in terms of controlling the clock, winning at the line of scrimmage, that that that's New England. That's New England's entire game right there. And uh, as the weather gets colder, this New England Patriots team becomes more and more dangerous. Well, as the weather gets worse, New England gets better.
1: Well, we're going to find out very soon. We're going to find out very soon. But nobody thought they would even
0: be nobody thought they would even be a factor. Yeah.
1: Well, New England is a
0: top 10 team. Nobody proven everybody wrong. Nobody thought that the Raiders would be a factor. They're about a top 15 team. Nobody thought the Chargers were going to be a factor. They're a top 10 team.
1: Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's very interesting. Kind of crazy how things all kind of come together, isn't it? So question. Let's answer this question finally, once and for all.
0: Yes. Does the preseason mean anything? I think this list shows you. Yeah.
1: Well, it does. I, say yes and, I say yes and no. Yes. Um, of the 10 teams, useful for quite a players. bulk of them did make it. Quite a bulk of them did make it. But yeah, the preseason doesn't, for me, doesn't always tell you the full picture. You know, you could have an injury happen at any time. You could have a, you could have a, a terrible incident happen. Look at what happened to the Raiders. And look how it derailed their season. Look at what happened to them. Yeah, it took the, it took that to get them to a seven
0: loss record.
1: The Texans, look what happened to them. Well, the Deshaun Texans Watson, were bad. if Deshaun Watson had played, maybe they wouldn't have been.
0: Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But the point of the matter is, you know what? while it might not matter as much for the players, I think the preseason does matter in a way where you could really evaluate these teams. And if a team is playing particularly well in the preseason, take a look at the numbers behind it and see what's happening. And then, uh, you know, you might come up with some gems here. You might come up with some surprise teams. And I think the biggest surprise of the year has been the New England Patriots.
1: Yep. well we'll see if they can surprise us even more when we get toward the end of the regular season and the playoffs right around the corner we'd like to thank Girl Friday for sending us this preseason updated top 10 I want to thank Crystal Large for our NFL top 10 and we will dive into a lot more things with NFL next week as we get into the final week of the season Right finals, now you now, top 10. Our yeah, final, final final six. Mm-hmm. Get ready, guys. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. You can listen to Downtown Sports on 16 different platforms. We are on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Bullhorn, Day, Listen Notes, Podcast Addict, Verbal, Castro.fm, and Stitcher. Episodes, Digital Market Battle Specials. Every Saturday, Sunday, our new days, our new time. We are downtown sports. And we are where sports come home.
0: I want to thank the crew for putting together the stuff for the show this week. Girl Friday, Crystal Large, Anthony Mainville for the Beast of the East. For all of them, it's the mouth of the South John Schiavone. We're out. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year, everybody.
1: Goodbye.